Welcome to a brand new episode of Ponder Vision, an MCU discussion podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and I am once again joined by my marvellous co-host, Ash Jefferson. How's it going, Ash? Um, good. It's going really good. <laughs> Just got back from a trip a couple days ago, so still kind of recovering from that. But other than that, doing great. How was your trip? It was really good. I got to see some uh, some friends, and we just hung out and played lots of Dungeons and Dragons. It was a good time. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, for the listeners, we took a little bit of a break after the finale because so much came out in, yeah. in recent uh, in the recent what interim between the finale and now. Um, so we take a, we took a little break just to relax, settle in, absorb everything that happened in that incredible finale and. Yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, there was so many things that happened. I have to eat my word my words on a couple of things. Yeah. Um, um, I was I was convinced. I was convinced that it was not Kang. I was like, there's no way. And well, I wasn't exactly wrong, because it wasn't really Kang, but <laughs> it yeah. was he who remains, but I was wrong. Yeah, but uh, before we dive in first, obviously there's a, a new What If trailer came out, which looks pretty cool. Oh, I'm um, so excited! I love I love the concept of What If so much, and that trailer yeah. made me really excited. There was a really great interview actually yesterday that came out with Jeffrey Wright, and one of my favorite things about it is that he mentioned how, in terms of mythology and adapting different mythology, whether it's ancient Greek. Shakespeare. It makes sense when it's Shakespeare, but whether it's ancient Greece, Romans, or blah 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 blah, traditionally people will put on a British accent. <laughs> and he was very wary, and he purposely made the decision to keep his like Uatu has like an Americanized voice, which I actually really like that idea that he doesn't have to feel pressured into doing a sort of yeah, or to equate British voice with <laughs> wisdom and ancient knowledge. <laughs> It's nice to, you know, have a bit of a change from that. Not that I want to be down on myself, because obviously my my accent is full of wisdom and ancient knowledge. But uh-huh, it's obviously. nice to have. Yeah, I like. I just like hearing his uh, his version of Uatu. I think it sounds as much like the Watcher as I ever thought the Watcher would sound like. You know, yeah. Like the second the Watcher started talking, I was like, "That's the Watcher." It just has to sound kind of weird and distant and above everything else. You know. <laughs> yeah, like you don't you don't want to hire Jeffrey Wright and then ask him to do a completely different accent. It just makes no sense. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I'm super excited, but I swear if Marvel kills Vision again, I'm going to be writing a very strongly worded letter to Kevin Feige because uh, I saw him ripping out his own Infinity Stone. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't think we'll have an issue with this vision dying. <laughs> I don't like the way you said that. <laughs> if you look at the poster and you watch the trailer clearly, he is the bad guy. <laughs> okay, I kind of love that. I'm not going to lie. So, yeah, if you look at the poster, you know how usually uh, when you see Ultron in the comics, he has underneath his mask, it's like the little red dots. Mm-hmm. If you look at the poster, if you look at the King Ultron, which is the Ultron that has the cape, he it's Vision's face. <laughs> so this is clearly Vision as Ultron's Vision. It might be like what if they never they didn't get to Vision in time? Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm down for that. Uh, so, I yeah, also saw what... Loki in one where he's like wielding the casket of ancient winters. The only reason I know that 
things because <laughs> I just watched Thor a couple of weeks ago. I just want it, I just want it, let it be known that I don't just have that information off the top of my head of what that thing is called. Um, you're just you're just being modest. You yeah. you knew that info. Oh yeah, because th- me, you know, huge Loki fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was but such yeah. a huge Loki fan before um, the Loki TV show. That's me, totally Loki Loki. Uh, crazy Loki fan over here. Um, no, but I saw I saw because the whole premise of like Loki's thing in Thor is he touches that casket and he turns into a frost giant, mm-hmm. and he's completely holding that casket and not turning into a frost giant. So I think it, I'm. It's so I'm having so much fun trying to figure out what the what if is. Like some are easy. What if T'Challa got picked up by the Ravagers instead of Quill? What if Peggy Harder became Captain America or Captain Captain Carter instead of steve like those are easy but there are yeah. other ones where i'm like what is the what if is it like what if loki is it adopted what if loki's like the true but the true born kid of of Frigga and odin i don't know because he's holding gun gear which is odin's like staff so or spear or whatever so i am i am i am uh uh i can't wait <laughs> there is also this- there's there's also like an interconnectivity to it. Obviously, I'll, I'll talk a bit more in a second about the whole Ultron thing, but separately, like there's there's some instances where you look at the visual and you go, okay, well that's a what if story, mm-hmm. and then through information, it then turns out it's connected to a different story, which then makes you go, wait, what? <laughs> like there's a story, obviously which is based on Marvel zombies where we see, I think so far in the trailers, we've seen Captain America as a zombie and Bucky's fighting him. Yeah. But then there's also in the new trailer, a visual of Spider-Man with Dr. Strange's cape. Yeah. And then on the toy figure that got released, because there's the Lego sets and the um, well, like Lego minifigures packages, but also the Legends figures got released this week. And the one for Spidey of the Doctor Strange cape says Zombie Hunter Spidey. <laughs> so I'm like, what? I am intrigued. <laughs> I don't know what any of this means, and I love it. There's just such, there's just such, like, it tickles my brain so nicely, you know, to just be like ooh, what are they gonna do with this one it's like back since the beginning like marvel was doing what if stories and they're just fun like at the end of the day none of them matter and that's great it's just like what is this concept and then in the end if it turns out being like i know there was a poster a while back that was like guardians of the multiverse showing all the different characters from that Mm -hmm. if it ends up being like a cool thing where like they all become a team that like from different multiverses that ends up like protecting the multiverse I'm down with that as well, but at the same time, it's like if it's just a <laughs> if it's just a um like dumb fun one off story, great, I'm having a great time. <laughs> I definitely think, like... yeah, I definitely think it is the latter. I feel like it is the um them doing separate stories, but actually, it turns out they're all going to connect and interact because we do mm-hmm. see. Eve, I think he's like, he looks like an evil Doctor Strange, but I think the toys as Doctor Su- Strange Supreme um, interact with Peggy. So yeah, obviously, those are yeah. two stories, but also based on the trailer and also the poster, the Ultron design, which I, again I think looks incredible because it's a good way. But in the trailer, when they show you Vision ripping mm-hmm. it out of his head. You think, oh no, not again! But I feel like it's him doing it to himself because if you look at the Ultron armor, um, I'll see if I can send you a picture of it while we're talking. Um, mm-hmm. He has all the Infinity Stones on his chest, <laughs> and you see at certain points Ultron's fighting different characters. So, like you see, I think Captain Carter maybe fight one. I feel you definitely see four fight the Ultron. Do you remember? Do you remember Secret Wars, the Marvel comic? Yes. Uh, event. This is giving me such Secret Wars vibes in the best yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel the like best that's part of Secret of Wars were all of those, like, basically what if books. Like, they, I yeah. mean, they weren't what if, but they were like, 
Here's a story set in the House of M universe. Here's a story where, like, Steve Rogers is riding a dinosaur. <laughs> here's a story where, like, America Chavez and Kate Bishop are going off on an adventure. Here's this. Here's this. It's, like, it's great. And that just, like, makes my brain happy, you know? Like, I exactly. Love um, I'll see if I can f- send this to you. Uh, it looks incredible for a start. I'll see- Here we go. Okay. So this is from the official poster. I'm sending this to you on Twitter. You can see if you zoom in. King because first of all, it's like, oh that's awesome. King Ultron, that's what I wanted to see for ages. But if you look Okay, I have not seen this poster yet. There's so oh, okay. much Yeah. Oh god. Oh, that's definitely Vision's face. Oh, Gamora's and Thanos' armor. Oh my god. Yeah. Dead, dead Hawkeye, which I'm sure will make the internet happy based on today. Um, <laughs> That's another thing we, we have to briefly talk about, I guess. As we record, this is the the, the 29th of July. Uh, the first image from Hawkeye dropped, and there has been a lot of internet chatter about that. People Listen, hate Clint. I understand, right? I understand Hawkeye doing what he did was not okay in Endgame. Mm-hmm. And the way that they framed it was racist. Like, there's no denying. Like, that was, that was a. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I doubt that was their intention, but it was a bad move, nonetheless. Um. But yeah, I just there is there is also a part of me that's like, okay, fractions Hawkeye, of which this is based off of. We know that much just because we've mm-hmm. already seen Kate Bishop and Pizza Dog and. Clint has hearing aids and like Fractions Hawkeye is a deeply special comic to me on a personal level because I read it right as I was losing my hearing Um, and I love that book a lot. I know it means a lot to a lot of people. So (laughs) there has been this real thing where it's like, I don't feel like I can be excited about this because everybody hates Clint now. And that's kind of annoying, but it's what are you going to do? It's Twitter. It's (laughs) That shouldn't really be the case because like I know... We all have different opinions, and that's fine. But I feel like sometimes maybe some people push too much. Like, yes, that what Clint in Endgame like sucked in terms of like what he did, but also in terms of like people saying like, why does anyone care? Why why would Kate want to be why like would Hawkeye? Kate look up to him, yeah. It's like, well, he's an Avenger for a start, and people are like, yeah, but what about the other Avengers? Like, yeah, of course, but, but also he's, he's something... a human of them. That's the thing. That's the thing about. I'm going to go on a tangent here for a second. That's the thing about Kate Bishop in comic is that the reason she looks up to Hawkeye is because he is the, the normal guy. Because as mm-hmm. much as you can say Iron Man's a normal guy, he's not. No. <laughs> and that's the thing that's great, so wonderful about Fraction's Hawkeye. <laughs> Clint exactly. is just a dude. <laughs> he can't, like, figure out how to plug his, uh, his DVR in. Like, he can't. <laughs> And that's what kind of makes his actions even more heroic in a sense. Like, because people are like, oh yeah, but what does he do? I'm like, well, he did fight aliens. Well, like, that's pretty even bold. In, even in the the one of the most iconic things from Fractions Hawkeye is like the very first issue where he's falling out of the building and he's like, I don't have a super soldier serum or an iron suit or anything, and he's falling onto a car and he's like, so when I say that this looks bad, I promise you it feels worse. And that's Hawkeye. Exactly. He's yeah. just a guy. <laughs> and um that is something that kate looks up to and yeah i don't know i've just been annoyed by i'm always annoyed by people's marvel opinions online but today especially i was just like "Ah." (laughs) well it's something that we talk about on uh, the imperial Snap podcast as well like stuff like star wars and like the bad batch one of the funniest things about the bad batch also the mandalorian i will say that is that People put so much on just the title or like just on like an image. Because I remember when people were like, oh, typical, we're going to see um, this, it's going to, always going to be this like douchebag bounty hunter. And all he does is go around and being badass and hit, kill people. And all the dude bros are going to be like, yeah, cool, cool. And then it turned out to be this really emotional story about him looking after a baby. <laughs> He's just a dad. He's exactly. Just... It's like, and I think I think it is entirely possible that we get a story in which Clint has to deal with all of the shit that he did. Yes. Right. There's no because, way that that's because of case. Yelena. Yelena's going to be there to be like, "Hi, you should have died." 
not mm-hmm. my sister. And Clint's probably going to be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, people keep assuming that Hawkeye is, like, happy that Natasha died. The entire point was that he was like, I did shitty things. I deserve to not be here. Yeah. He says that to her face. <sighs> yeah. And that's the yeah. difference. But it's like people. No, and I people... have a feeling that that's going to be a, a main point of, I think, like, I think you're right in the sense of, like, I don't think Hawkeye is going to be married in this. I think he's probably going to be divorced to make it more like the Fraction book where he's just kind of a guy who's completely lost his way in life a little bit. And then he has to, like, Kate is the thing that helps him, like, get back on the right path. You know? Um, yeah. Because that's what Fraction's Hawkeye is, and it's the most popular Hawkeye story for a reason, and that's what they're basing this on. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's just, I... they I have complicated feelings about Renner and the Hawkeye character, and uh, it's just his portrayal in general, but I am excited about the Hawkeye show. And it's, I think, it, I'm pretty sure it's clear that these are attempts to move the franchise forward and pass the mantle on. So when people are like, but why would she be a fan of Hawkeye? I'm like, because... No, this is definitely going to be more, I would be willing to bet this is going to be more of a Kate Bishop origin story than a yes. Hawkeye good, than a Hawkeye story. Because that's kind of the point of Fraction's Hawkeye as well. Like, I like, <laughs> I, I mean, don't, exactly. I think, I think this show is going to end with Kate becoming the one and only Hawkeye. No, absolutely. 100%. As much as the cute, like, oh, we're both Hawkeye thing in the comics, I think this is them. <laughs> I mean, because that's what the Black Widow movie was, right? That was the feeling I got more than anything else. It's like, this is a Yelena origin story more yeah. so than it is like a Natasha story. We're going to do a podcast on Black Widow. We will. We'll be doing that. Um, yeah. That is one of the things about the Phase 4. If it feels like it's like moving forward and what it means to be like the hero now and how these other like, mantles like we see it with Cap. Yeah. You know. And I imagine we... Hawkeye is going to be the one that turns to Kate and is like, I'm not somebody that you should be looking up to. Because <laughs> Kate's story in the comics is different. Hawkeye died and that's why yeah. she looked up to him. And he wasn't there when she was becoming Hawkeye. It was actually Cap that said that she should take, gave her Clint Barton's bow and said that she should become Hawkeye because the only person, uh, because when Cap was trying to tell the Young Avengers that they couldn't do what they were doing, Kate was like, no, you can't tell us what to do, basically. And Jessica Jones comes up to Kate and is like, Cap wants me to give you this, Hawkeye, because the only other person that stood up to him like that was Clint Barton. (laughs) Like... Exactly, and she does yet, look so up really to him in the to comics, be... and that's why she looks up to him in the show. I don't like, know. <laughs> there is, and that's the key. That is that is the key. That is the key point. Same with the Bad Batch, when people are like, "This is just going to be clones." Being, I'm, I've been pleasantly you know, surprised by again, literally every wasn't. single Disney Plus show. Um, so, yeah, and yeah. it's. I feel like these shows are, are oh, yeah. definitely character-based stories. So no need to worry there. But yeah, so a lot of stuff has happened. Um, especially, but yeah, I'm really interested to see where they go with What If. I think the idea is that maybe if Vision yeah. was Ultron's Vision and he became the leader of all these other Ultrons and... He has the Infinity Stone, so I imagine he could travel through the multiverse and tries to attempt to control these well, yeah, other worlds. Now and we see this group of wide open. group of heroes there's, from different worlds our, come together. There's our like, segue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, well, how did that happen? <laughs> oh God! Great segue. Um, yeah, pretty much everything we expected for the show to to do in terms of the multiverse happened. We see the multiverse yeah. basically created again in this finale of Loki. And you're right. What I thought was very funny was that people were so fucking confident in their own, like, up their ass behavior. There were so many people that were like, 
<laughs> All you people thought that um, the devil would be in the in one division, but yeah, <laughs> Mephisto wasn't there, so therefore Kang is stupid. They wouldn't, they wouldn't introduce a character last minute. <laughs> there was, there was you're, a you're, part of you're me. an idiot. I don't think I was. I don't I was think just I was like laying that back. At all. I think I was like, I don't no. think it's, I don't Relaxing think it's Kang, stretch. but it might be. Who cares? Like we're having a great time here. It's a Marvel TV show. No, you were not. Um, but when Kang actually came on. Well, at first I was like, is it Kang? Because I knew he was cast, but I couldn't remember who was cast as Kang. So I was just like, okay, this could be Kang. And it wasn't until yeah. the one, the uh, he who remains was standing there. So it's like somebody's called me like a, a, a crazy person or a conqueror. I was like, that's Kang. <laughs> okay. Destro- destroyer or conqueror. I was like, that's Kang. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Destroyer, Conqueror. Because I knew he's cast when I was watching the show, so I didn't want to like pause it and go look up because I was like really I was like, I'm just gonna see how this plays out and see if it's Kang. Um Yeah, I love it. I, I'm excited. I'm like, as much as I was like, oh, that'd be weird to introduce Kang last minute, we're getting a season two. So I feel I don't feel as like I don't feel bad about it, right? At all. Um I also don't think it's out because like, people. The, the biggest things that people are saying, which the generic boring criticism, I call it because it's just lame. Um, one was that it it didn't fit the 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 mold, the emotional theme of the series. But it wasn't, and that it should have been about Loki, <laughs> and it should have been about how Sylvie and Loki are connected. It should have been another Loki. One that's pre- that, that's predictable and boring as fuck. Two, it was about them still. Yeah. Free it being a variant still is key to the entire point. There's no way that the emotional uh, story arc between those two characters wasn't important. It was completely important, and I thought they did a great job. I know people complained, and they, a good criticism is maybe that the episode focused a lot more on. I definitely thought. I definitely thought it was an exposition dump for sure, for sure. Like that's. I think that. I think that's a really valid criticism. Because, but I was invested in what it was dumping, right? So it didn't bother me personally, but I do think it's very valid to say, like, they explain a lot of stuff in here. Yes. Like, yeah, they totally do. There's a lot of, like, talking um, about the universe and how it works. Um, which, depending on if you were interested there, yeah, in that universe absolutely. or not, I could see how people would feel a certain way about it, you know? Yeah, I, for me personally, I I, re, I do think it was an exposition jump, but it's the way it's done. I actually, well, first of all, if you're going to make it an exposition jump, you, you want to make it as entertaining as possible. And when you have Jonathan Majors being absolutely incredible on screen. Oh, yeah. No, that's 95% of why it works so well. It's just Jonathan Majors chewing the scenery. Like, it's great. <laughs> and also, what I appreciated was that, and they kind of touched upon this in the... um. The show, you know, like the, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Assembled? Assembled, the... yeah. That episode five was kind of like the f- gener- generic finale. Yeah. And that this was kind of like the epilogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really I, did I like that, that idea. Like, I like the idea of it being like, okay. And the fact that we're getting a season two makes it a lot more bearable, I would say. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I agree with that. Um. But at the end of the day, the the main conflict in the episode was still about so uh Sloki. Sylvie. And Silky. Silky. That's her ship name. Um Sylvie and Loki. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting. I was talking to my friend, a friend of mine about this, because we're both big Doctor Who fans, and we talked a little bit about this last week. Uh, and she sent me a text that was basically like, I, I was not expecting this show to kind of go into a master doctor dynamic and have Loki be the doctor. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, like Loki's the like, Loki is the more like calm, reasonable one to Sylvie's like, I'm just going to stab everything. And we d- it wasn't like a fully fleshed out thought or anything. I just thought it was really interesting. Um, I don't necessarily see do- as many Doctor Who comparisons as other people do, but I definitely thought that was interesting. Where it's like you have this master doctor dynamic, but Loki's the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Loki's Although, 
yeah, I, I, Sylvie is, I feel like, less psychopathic than the master. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. I'm not saying, like, Sylvie's, like, like evil. No, no, yeah, exactly. It's a good, like, yeah, no. like, different ways of approaching the situation. <laughs> or it's yeah. like picking, it's like having, uh, it's like having the trolley problem, but <laughs> but the person choosing it is you and yourself when you're, like, 16. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> like, just let them get killed. It's fine. Like, uh, that's no. Oh God! Sixteen-year-old me was a libertarian. We don't need to think about that. Oh um, boy. Yeah, we. What a variant. Oof! I don't want to meet that variant of myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like because that's what he's like. He's like, look, look, trust me. I've been through the I've been through the process. I've been for the growth. Just trust me on this. You're not gonna you're not gonna feel anything from it. And she thinks he's I being do. like manipulative in terms of like go with my decision. But he's he's truly being like, no, I've been through it, and I I know you're not gonna listen to me. But trust me, like it's not there, you won't feel anything from it. There's something really. There's something really I really liked this idea that the show was setting up, and I think it's probably going to get expanded more in season two. Loki has always been the person that other people have been trying to pull back from the edge, literally in some cases, as he's literally like hanging off the bifrost, and everyone else is like, "Loki, you don't need to do this. Why are you doing this?" And Loki's just like, and <laughs> does all these crazy things. And now it's Loki's turn to be that for somebody else. It's Loki's turn to be like, because he's had so many people in his life, even through all the terrible things he did. He's had his mother and Thor to be like, I know there's still good in you. I love you. I, you're better than this. You don't have to go down this path. And Loki, as far up until like Ragnarok and, and Infinity War, Loki, he's always been like, no, I need to. <laughs> this is this is the only thing that I can do. And there was very much that vibe that I got between Sylvie and Loki, where Loki was now the one being like, you don't have to do this. Like, I've been where you are. I know how you feel. Yeah. Literally. But you don't have, there's another way. You don't have to do this. Like, let's just think about it for five seconds. And then <laughs> Sylvie says, no. Um, so now it's Loki's turn to like be that person that still like is there for someone even after they've betrayed him, because Loki has had so many of those people in his life, like Frigga, like Thor, not Odin. <laughs> I was about to say Odin, but no, not Odin. You're Odin a cruel, like, you can... greedy boy. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's really it'll be really interesting for that role to flip, right? For now, it to be Loki's turn to be the one that's like there for someone even after they've betrayed him. Yeah, and that's kind of what's I love about about Tom's portrayal in that moment is that there's so many emotions throughout that scene, and like you say, like he's kind of saddened, obviously, by the fact that this is happening. But also, there's a lot of like like uh, what's the way of phrasing it? It's like he's almost like laughing in a sense, at the sense of like. There's, I know that I won't get free to you completely because I've been in the shoes and I know that if I if it was happening to me, I wouldn't believe it either and I'd still go through it. The same way, like, you know, like Loki always like, would stab four in the back. And he, but he, and then at the end, he does think he gets through to it because he does fall for the, for the, for the trick. As he always says, the trick, the, the kiss being the trick, which I guess will haunt him a lot, I guess, in season two. Um, I imagine, yeah. And I, what I really liked was that Sophie DiMartino, who again did a really great job emotionally, um, the scene where you see straight after um, she stabs he who remains, she immediately looks out and then collapses to the ground and starts crying because she knows that it was a mistake and that she doesn't yeah. feel anything. And that there's nothing she would have done would have helped heal the wound. But more yeah. importantly, what I liked is that recently... And she it, just pushed away the only person who ever cared about her. Yes. And she said, uh, what I liked in the interview she said recently was that I, it won't... It's not going to be more... It's not really going to be a redemption arc for her. It's more of like a... 
oh god, what have I done? Like, he's right. I need yeah. to go back to Loki sort of thing. It's not like she has to be won over. It's different to that. And I, I like the idea. Because I don't, cause I, don't really, I don't really care for, like, the... No, I'm, I was right, obviously. Like, no, she's she's well aware that what she did was wrong. Um, it's just how we move forward from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he who remains there. What a great introduction. I thought it was great. Obviously, I was like doing my little I was right dance, which is nice to do every now and again. Um, but also, yeah, don't, I wouldn't knock you down because, like, I was saying earlier about people being like, this will never happen. I feel like last week we were pretty much even kill 50 50 that it yeah. was either going to be old Loki, another variant of Loki, or Kang. So I feel like we were, we were, we I were think right. Kang makes. So much more sense, though. <laughs> After I thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Now I understand that this is setting up far more than just a Loki show. We yeah. are, like, moving into phase four now. And like, it also answers one of the biggest questions we had, which is, like, well, if they're going to introduce him here, how would he be a friend? And, and the idea now is that he, there's so many of them. <laughs> And one of the, and I think I think Kang's our big Phase Four villain, right? Absolutely, yeah, they absolutely. Have how do to you be. how do you top Thanos? Kang's a pretty good because <laughs> he 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 has so many ties to different films. Like people were saying, yeah. like he might be an Ant Man as Kang. He could be Nathaniel Richards, the scientist. He could be Nathaniel Richards. He could be you know a good guy. He could be, and that's what I like about the variants as well. Is that. This gives him, like Loki, an opportunity to play so many different various roles. In and this, he's, like, the, he's the crazy... What, like, an amazing villain of, like, everybody in Phase 4 is going to be dealing with Kang, but a different version of Kang. <laughs> yeah, and you have to, like, <laughs> compile your data, in a sense. You have to, like, figure out how... You, cause it's... And then they... And then they can like all then they all come together in the next Avengers movie and are like, wait, you've dealt with this asshole too. <laughs> well, that or you have to remember, like, I don't, we don't know how long Phase Four is, but there's That's a, a film point, yeah. that they teased at during the last, you know, production, which was Fantastic Four. That's another thing. Kang is a Fantastic Four villain as well, and he's related to Reed Richards. He's <sighs> Which I thought was funny because we we actually did get a Richards reveal in the Disney Plus show. <laughs> Take that, internet. Take that. Um, oh god, there's just so much. There's so it's opened up so many possibilities. Not even just multiverse, just Kang in general. Like yeah. Kang is such a cool villain. I think. Not just even um, that, like acting wise as well like he has the opportunity yeah. to be so many i want to see cowboy kang i want to see <laughs> i just want to see all these different versions of him just but i want, I want to see ramatut that'd be cool yeah yeah and i don't know i just the idea of like everybody in phase four having to deal with a different version of kang just makes me smile like i just <laughs> And, and Doctor Strange is in the back, like pulling his hair out, being like, <sighs> and I want to point out as well, there is another version. If we, what I like about this is that the very, because obviously Kang's history is so complicated through the nature of time travel and like, uh, you know, uh, paradoxes. So using the variance idea, let's different versions from him in the comics have their own little way. Obviously, He Who Remains is a, like a combination of um, characters we see in films like The Wizard of Oz, uh, Willy Wonka. But it's obviously, it's based on Immortus from the comic books. What I like about this idea is that we could potentially see different versions of a Kang. Not only just against him, or like working together as the villains, but we might see some positive versions. And yeah. there is one version of him, Nathaniel Richards, who, who dons is... armor and joins a certain team called the Young Avengers. And his whole idea uh, identity as Kang is a big part of his character. Exactly. And like So if you were yeah. gonna do a Young Avengers show like they seem to be hinting at, and we've seen young Loki now, 
you could potentially have a variant as well of Nathaniel basically fighting himself. I'm not gonna ramble about that because you know you know you know I can. Uh, I never shut <laughs> this up. This is what the show's about. about. This is this is no, why we make the show. That makes me so excited. Also, apparently Loki's gonna be in multiverse of madness. <laughs> I mean, obviously. So also, can I just what? I just want to make a point because this meme is out of control now. Everyone saying, "Oh, Doctor Strange, like he must be so mad and frustrated." First of all, it's his job. Quite frankly. Second of all, I very much think I tweeted about this a while back about how funny it is, like the concept, how funny it is of like Wanda and Loki screwing with the multiverse, and then Strange has to come in and fix it. But I also I find it way more funny. If because Strange is who he is, he fucked around with a time stone before he even knew what it was. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> because Strange is who he is and he's kind of endlessly curious about everything, I think it would be hilarious if Doctor Strange starts messing around in the multiverse because he gets curious about what's going on, and then Wanda has to show up and be like, Hi, don't what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you broke it. He did it. And then Loki just shows up and is like, "Hi, so lots of things have happened." <laughs> He's on fire. <laughs> I've been falling. I technically, I technically destroyed the multiverse. I technically released the multiverse, but it wasn't me. Yeah, it's another like, version of me. Like, it's like who destroyed the multiverse? Was it you, Loki? No. Why would you say it's me? Because you're Loki. How dare you? So who broke I it? Mean, it was Loki. A- <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. But also, like, no offense to Doctor Strange, but just via the rule of the multiverse, there's there should be millions of Doctor Strangers. So they're all just being lazy, not doing their job properly. There you go. You know. But Although, like, Strange, I do like, like that's the thing about Strange though is he's so he's arrogant and curious. So yes. I think he would be the type of person to be like, "What's happening here? I'm going to go investigate," and then start getting involved in shit that he really has no business getting involved in. I think it's funny for Mordo being like, no more sorcerers. And then he just turns around to like 60 fucking million versions of everyone. He's like, oh, do you know what? I quit this mission. <laughs> I forget that Mordo's going to be in the second one too. So many things are happening in that movie. America Chavez is going to be in it. How? Who knows? Christine Want- is back. Christine. <laughs> What's she doing? <laughs> what if her variant Rachel is... Rachel McAdams is just there. What if her variant is clear? Is going to be in it? Well, what if her variant, variant is, is... <gasps> There you go. I'd be <laughs> cool. Like, is Clea going to be in it? Is that... Have they said that? I don't know. <laughs> he comes back to Earth. He's like, I'm sorry. I know you gave me a really cool watch, but this one's got magic. I'm dumping you for another version of yourself. See ya. <laughs> it's like, you're Rachel McAdams who gets scared by broom. This is Rachel McAdams who can fly. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with her. That would be an interesting way to add Clea, I guess. Yeah, be inter- like that way you can just like retcon certain things. The same way you can, like maybe like like I I can imagine that maybe like the hammer that that Jane finds might be from a variant. Or you know that ha- both of the hammers exist now, Stormbreaker and uh. Well, no, because Steve brought it original back. Rest- I know, but it like exists still, Steve. It would still exist in the world, right? The original recipe Thor's hammer. I don't think so. It would have got destroyed again. Maybe. If he brought if he brought know. it back to twenty thirteen, it would have been destroyed. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do all that. And that's even the, but... that's even if we're working out the idea that Steve was in that particular timeline now. Who knows anything anymore? God, there's just there's so much. Um... I like the idea of like the world, like the multiverse, like collapsing, and then Steve is just like sitting on the moon, going, "Maybe I won't." <laughs> no, I don't think I will. I, won't. <laughs> I don't think I will join it. Anyway, I'm just excited about pretty much everything now. Like, yeah, I mean, is... the whole Spider-Man thing is probably true. Um, yeah, it gives them enough wiggle room to be like, "Well, mostly because Alfred Molina can't keep his mouth shut." But the thing is. Yeah. Uh, right. It was it was him who said something about Far From Home, right? Or not Far From Home, uh, No Way Home, right? Yeah. And our good friend Ash Crossan from uh, Entertainment Tonight interviewed Kevin Feige at the premiere of Black Widow. I think it was. 
and he <laughs> did not seem happy about Alfred Molina. And he like, I think he at the end he joked, he was like, just ask Alfred Molina what about the other spoilers. <laughs> I was like, oh Jesus, Kevin. Oof. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it looks it looks good. Like I feel like there's a lot to delve into, um, and I really do like the idea of like the multiverse expanding and through the nature of timelines as well. Like the, the multiverse has like existed for thousands of years. There's like a whole mythology and stuff. Like you could do the X Men universal wars. I mean, that's a sure fire. That's a sure easy way to get the X Men in, right? Yeah, we were we were talking. Uh, me and friend of the show Alden were talking about this because we were debating like how you do the X Men. Like, is it a cop out to just say they're from another universe? But oh, then I don't do think you... so. Because then you have to have like a whole mythology, like background stuff. I think people just want the X Men, and I think whatever convoluted way they put the X Men in, I don't think when I see an X Men movie, I will care. Right. I mean, like, I think, I think the best, like, I was, I was, I will admit, I was worried about some of the characters and like certain things. For example, one thing I was really particularly worried about was how they would implement Deadpool. And between the finale of Loki and now, they would, they, I don't know if you've seen this, but they dropped. Yeah, uh, that Deadpool Korg thing. <laughs> Deadpool and Korg react to the Free Guy trailer, and it works so well. The knowing I think Deadpool is definitely the easiest one to integrate because Deadpool has the the benefit of turning of breaking the fourth wall and being like, I don't know how I'm here either. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Did you see that they're going to do She-Hulk in the same way? I didn't, but I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah, because She-Hulk, I think I actually did that before Deadpool did. She did. But I remember, and I love that. I love the idea of just a She-Hulk show in general. Like, I can't, I can't wait. Um, it's gonna be good stuff. Yeah, I uh, yeah. There's just so much future Marvel stuff that I'm very excited about, and I I was very excited that we're getting Hawkeye this year. Yeah, November twenty fourth they announced today, which is pretty cool. Right. So like, what? So we got, we get what if? Is it still July? It's still July. Um, we get what if next month, and mm-hmm. then Shang Chi. Shang-Chi. And then uh, Eternals in November? Yes. Which I think the idea is that Miss Marvel is supposed to drop in October. But that's probably... Miss Marvel is this year too. I don't think it will be now. Maybe it didn't. Maybe because Pandemic kind of pushed everything back. But yeah, I there's a lot of Marvel stuff on the horizon. I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, and it keeps it. It lets us keep doing this podcast without extended breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like because every every month there's going to be new content to talk about. It's funny um, as well because people keep. Uh, I've seen a lot of people being like, "I've got MCU fatigue now. This is not. This is not sustainable." And I'm like, "Oh God, I don't know. I don't know what world you live in." <laughs> I'm, I'm lapping this. Never. Up. Been, I don't think I've ever been more excited for the MCU. I agree completely. Um. Like, I'm excited. Like, I'm just excited for everything that's coming out. I think Shang-Chi looks amazing. Um, the fact I mean, that they put Abomination in the trailer makes me go, I have no idea what the hell is happening, but I'm super excited. And we got Fing Fang Foom, so it's like, I don't... <laughs> there, was a, there was a Rotten Tomatoes video where Kevin Feige talks about Phase 4 and, like, what to expect in the future and stuff. And he does this thing where he's like, he goes, we, we we love it seeing people's reactions to the trailers and stuff. And in the latest Shang-Chi trailer, there was that moment where people were like, does that look like Abomination and Wong? And that gets people talking. And he goes, well, that's cool because I can confirm that it was Abomination and Wong. So be excited. <laughs> I was like, oh, so cool. Like, not even really important to the story. It's, it's the extra. It's the. I just want to see Shang-Chi fight Abomination. Absolutely. Like... Yeah. I think it'd be cool. I just want to see him hang honest, out. I've never, I've never been much of a, uh, uh, I've never been much of a reader of of Shang Chi. Um, yeah, I think me neither. They've really, they've really pushed him more in recent years. Mm. Um, when I haven't read as much comics and stuff, but I'm super excited. I think it looks so cool. Yeah, um, like I, I am not, I am not well versed in Shang Chi, but I, I do absolutely love the character of the Mandarin. 
and I've been waiting to see him done like justice on in the film. I love that we're getting some this kind of interesting version of the Ten Rings too. Yeah, exactly. Like that whole thing is like something I've been really looking forward to for years. Uh, especially if the dragon is Fing Fang Foom, we don't know for sure. I feel like you have, like... you should do. <laughs> look, look. There isn't. I remember years ago when people were like, "You can't do that in the film. It's not realistic." Now we've had Loki and and One Division and Frog. <laughs> you know, I feel like <laughs> there's no a frog. <laughs> I feel like having a dragon who's an alien who has ten rings being magical technology is fine. No, I wouldn't even blink. Wouldn't even yeah. blink. And I like um, the idea that the reason why it fits in their arms is because it's a dragon's fingers that they feel on. No, it's great. Um, yeah, and, and then we get Eternals in November and it's like, I have no idea what that movie is about, but I'm excited. <laughs> It looks really pretty. Um, that's pretty much all I can say about it so far because we haven't really seen anything of it. I'm uh, so excited to see the Black Knight. That looks cool. Yeah, that's a uh, Kit Har- Kit Harrington's character, right? Yeah, and I, I like them delving a bit more into that sort of weird side of things. And, um, and I'm happy that Gemma Chan gets to be an actual character in the MCU and not just like somebody who snarks at Captain Marvel for five seconds because she deserves it. <laughs> You're telling me you didn't like the, the chasing when she crashes and blows up. That that didn't thrill you. <laughs> no, I agree. Jeremy Chan's like one of the best actors in the She deserves in, in a the leading UK. role. So she, she, she deserves a leading role. Not only just a leading role, but obviously a leading role that isn't caked in alien makeup, green <laughs> makeup. Alien makeup, yes. Um, yeah, man. So much to look forward to. And, uh, I feel like we I, haven't really talked about Loki all that much, but they're really this episode really had a lot of stuff that was more about implying the future of things. Thank than... you for thank you for saying that. That's exactly what I wanted to bring up. Like, yeah. if you're watching this and you're like, oh, sorry, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, why are they not talking about Loki that much? This episode completely like blows up the MCU so much that they they advertised it <laughs> as this will change the MCU forever. So if we're yeah. talking a lot about and the there's future, definitely good. There's definitely good character moments in this episode. I think the fight between Loki and Sylvie is great. But at the end, at the same time, there's just a lot of exposition from Kang about like... I will I will say this. I gave the show five stars on Letboxd. This is my favorite MCU. This is my favorite part of Phase 4 so far. I, um, I definitely liked WandaVision more. But that is because... Is that you still your know, people- official thought? Now Loki's finished. Yeah, no, I definitely, I, I, if, if I'm rating the MCU shows, it's definitely WandaVision, Loki, Falcon, and Winter Soldier. Um, awesome. WandaVision was just a very, hit me right where I yeah. needed it. And I love this, as you all know, if you listen to the show, I love the Scarlet Witch a lot. Um, so, so yeah. So well, I would have given, I, I would give WandaVision five stars as well. <laughs> right, like, no, frankly. I definitely loved Loki, though. I loved the characters i loved this particular version of loki um and i th- am super excited to see what happens in season two and i think the idea of like loki now being fully the hero is going to be something that's going to be very interesting um yes and i what i liked as well is like there's so many cool parts of this episode like the music by natalie holt so it turns out the ending theme was kang the conqueror's theme so when people are like he's not been in it he's technically been in it since episode one um <laughs> Some other things I don't just to bring up a few more Loki beats before we keep geeking out about the rest of the MCU. Um, so Jonathan, I don't know if you know this, but Jonathan Majors was in a previous episode of Loki. I didn't know that. He played the Timekeepers. <laughs> I love that. He voiced all the Timekeepers and gave them different voices. And if you pay, if you watch the final episode and that episode again. When the timekeeper has the head ripped off, it says the exact same thing that he says when he gets stabbed, which will see you soon. <laughs> clever. These clever people show. are clever. Clever people. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I'm just, I, man, that ending, that cliffhanger for this episode, so, so excited good. to see what happens in season two. Just. What was your immediate I, thought? Like, like, did you have any. 
for me, it had a very big. There was a very big sci-fi influence to that ending. I want to see if you picked it up as well. Big sci-fi influence. Yeah. So I, da, 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 da. Can I talk? <laughs> uh, I didn't pick. I didn't pick it up. I don't think. Planet of the Apes. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. No, now that you've said that, one hundred percent. It was like, oh my god, that's just so cool. like one. The idea of him like. Because we don't, and that's what is great as well. We still have questions because people are like this no, is terrible. No, I have no idea what's going on. This like, is terrible. That's... We need we need answers. I'm like not not all of them. Like that's because it's season two. Yeah. Um, we don't know whether it's the same TVA, but time has changed. We don't know if it's a different timeline that she accidentally sent him to. Yeah, we don't know if Loki's in a different branch. I yeah, I'm oh, so excited. The costume. So excited. Yeah. The, the yeah. Kang costume looks so good. It's a stone. <laughs> I'm. I've just grown very fond of Loki, which is weird because <laughs> I never liked Loki before. I always thought he was interesting, but there was always that part of me that could never really connect with him because I always thought he was kind of an insufferable asshole. Which I know <laughs> is the which I know is the appeal, but yeah. for me personally, it's like when like a character like refuses to change. I liked him in Ragnarok a lot. There you go. Um, uh, and I was sad when he died, but I wasn't, like, devastated. Um, but the fact that I've just grown so fond of this character in six episodes, I think, is a real testament to the show. And now that Loki is fully, like, I understand why I did the things that I did, and I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. And I've actually grown and changed and let people into my life that's not my family, I think, has been really great. I really like it. And I'm really happy that he they didn't kill him off. No, me either. Yeah. 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 And I hope they don't. I hope Loki comes back. I guess he's going to be a multiverse of madness in whatever capacity that is. I have no idea. And I don't even want to think about that because I have no idea what the hell that movie is even going to be. Um, oh, I mean, the thing about that one is that I don't know where that came from. The rumor. Yeah, I just saw it reported on a couple of times. I don't know. He could not be. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. We're a, but we're getting a season two. So that's the concrete thing that we're getting. Um, <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see him again. I think he's very quickly become one of my favorite MCU characters now, which is weird to say. But um, yeah, I want to see more of him. And I think like seeing Loki on his own has been really great to try to figure out what kind of character he is without Thor. And Tom Hiddleston... I don't know if you watched the assembled documentary. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston is clearly so passionate about the character. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can you can tell. Yeah, and I think the people making the show were really passionate about the character and just the show that they were making. So, yeah. is it going to be interesting uh, seeing season two because I, uh, Kate Heron won't be back directing? Yeah, and I'm yeah. not entirely sure if Michael Waldron will be back. Yeah, that's gonna definitely be interesting. I wonder if it's a timetable thing. Good thing like we have to get we have to get season two out by this time because of a movie that's coming out or something. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, like we don't even know if um we don't even know if, if they'll like do like wait years for season two. God, I hope not. <laughs> I had read somewhere that it was originally supposed to be twelve episodes. Like the whole series, and mm. then the pandemic caused them to split it in half. Um, I wrote that too, but two. I think based on what people have said, that's not the case because uh, some of the people, uh, some of the people writing about who wrote on the show, basically said like we're starting, we've, we've started writing recently, so mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, it definitely opens up a lot of the future. I'm definitely excited to see more. There's supposedly been some. Um, like other Marvel properties that got trademarked that we don't know about yet, which are supposedly Disney Plus shows. So not only do we have all these shows that are coming out this year and also next year, and they're filming, I think they finished filming Moonlight potentially, but they've already started filming all those other shows, but they're also potentially filming more stuff, uh, which is very exciting. So there's some been some rumors about what these shows could be. 
Have you heard anything about these? No, I haven't. I'm very far out of like the zeitgeist of Marvel news for the most part. So uh, the rumor that I saw was that one of the shows could potentially be Secret Warriors. Okay. Ghost Rider. I'm down for that. And there was another one. I just can't remember exactly which one it was. Um, and also, did you hear the, the rumor about Hawkeye? No, I did not. What is it? Someone said that a certain actor from a certain thing is going to be in it. And said actor liked the tweet and then unliked it. Which which actor? Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh my god! <laughs> Please! Please! So now people think that the kingpin is going to be in Hawkeye alongside you the Elena Belova. You and... know what? <laughs> I want it. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those cool things of like, oh god damn. Like even if it doesn't happen, I'm just excited. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just screaming. Now I'm just thinking about Kingpin in Hawkeye. I- <laughs> mm-hmm. Kingpin and everything, please. I love Dinofrio's Kingpin. Let's have a look. Um, there, I can't remember which account posted it, but there was a really interesting um, list. Someone also noticed that it's interesting that um, Spider-Man No Way Home and Hawkeye, Hawkeye take place at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's it. The other character, uh, the other show apparently is Nova. Oh, that makes sense. That yeah, that completely makes sense. Because yeah. Xandar got destroyed. Ooh. Yeah, no one talks about the fact that that um, you know, what's his name? Um, terrible. Um, <laughs> what's that comedian's name? Uh, I know who you're talking about, but yeah, <laughs> we're bad at not naming real people. Yeah. Anyway, um, I wonder if they'll do Sam Nova or Richard Ryder Nova. I feel like it'll be Richard Ryder. I hope it's Richard Ryder. <laughs> That's I, exciting. I like Sam, but I also I don't feel like <laughs> they're gonna be like, yeah, Jeff Loeb, we're gonna give you loads of money. Um, who knows? Yeah, it'd be interesting at least. Like, I'm really excited to see where that goes. Um, you know, Guardians Hollow Specials to be filmed at the same time as Guardians 3. So I, forgot, that's... I forgot that that's happening. <laughs> Just like a weird world, isn't it? Now, like before, it used to be like, oh yeah, go for America 2, the Winter Soldier, that makes sense. That's like a natural progression. And now we're like, yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, the Doctor Strange. The holiday special. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to watch uh, Galactus. It's a Disney Plus special. Um, the, the problem is there's too much of it for me to remember what's going on, which is why every episode of this podcast, I'm like, wait, that's happening? <laughs> right? Even I'm like, sometimes I'm, people are like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. When Auden told me about the Vincent D'Onofrio thing, I was like, there's no way that happened. And then I searched it, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> which would be great, because one of my favorite parts about those shows, well, obviously the... the I, I still believe all three seasons of Daredevil were really good. Mm-hmm. One f- character I really liked, though, from season three, was Bullseye. Yeah. And I feel like Bullseye versus Hawkeye would be pretty cool. Well, yeah, that's always a thing, right? Yeah. And if they're doing Thunderbolts. Yeah. Oh, there's so many things. So many things that we can't talk about all of them. That's the problem. That uh... is the issue. But okay, before we, because uh, we could talk forever about every single possibility and potential. Before we wrap up, though, what's your overall thoughts on like what what would be your score for Loki? I've given mine. I get I gave it five stars, but it can be out of ten. It could be out of Infinity Stones. It could be at whatever you want to give it. I'm bad at this. Uh, um, 
I enjoyed Loki a lot. I think I'd definitely say like it it's a five out of five for me personally. Awesome. I I yeah, I really enjoyed the show. I really loved there were definitely problems with it for sure. Yeah. But I really liked the characterization of Loki. I loved the relationship, even though I don't necessarily like ship it. I loved the relationship between Loki and Sylvie. And I think that'll be the, an interesting thing going forward. I liked seeing Loki learn to care about other people other than his family or himself. Um, and I liked seeing the growth of the character from, you know, being able to, like, admit why he did the things that he did. Uh, and I'm, for the first time ever, I'm like, I'm actually really excited to see where Loki goes. And I actually want to see him in doctor strange and future shows i don't want tom hiddleston's version of the character to to die or anything i think tom hiddleston like did the best he's ever done with loki in this show Mm. and i know that people have problems with it but for me personally i thought it was amazing and i really liked it and yeah that's pretty much all i have to say (laughs) are you telling me that i should cancel our our shared shirts that i've ordered of uh team silky I've already bought it now. <laughs> no, no, I, I am, ha- I'm 100% too much here with Key. When they kissed, I was like, hell yeah, that's how you do it. I, yeah. Star no, Wars. I, I get. <laughs> have I ever, wait a second, have I ever told you the story of when I went to go see The Rise of Skywalker in theaters? I don't think so. And the Raylo kiss happened. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching Rise of Skywalker. Raylo you... kiss happens. Ray. Some guy directly behind me screams in the theater, and they're Democrats. Still don't know what that meant. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> what? No idea. Like, not a clue. But that's what happened in my viewing of the Russes. Was he in the wrong film? Is he just very confused? Perhaps. And they're Democrats. Nothing says Democratic, like um, the, the King Fascist Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Ridiculous. Um, what a yeah. weird thing to shout <laughs> And they're Democrats. Like, okay, Peter, should we go back to the home? <laughs> um, How much have you had to drink? Alright, let's start Okay, calm down. We'll take you home. Have a bit of water. Um, crazy. What a crazy story. Uh, yeah, I, really, I feel like we both love the show. I'm really excited to see where we go from here. I thought the cliffhanger was perfect. And apart from, like, I'm really, I guess, a bit nervous about the creative people they get bored next time. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see. And Kate Heron seems pretty happy with what she did. So I'm not worried that it's, like, a conflict behind the scenes um, like we see. And I know that, you know, people love a good conflict behind the scenes battle. Uh, there's also been, I don't know, mm-hmm. who's in the ScarJ news today. Yeah, I saw <laughs> I saw a post that was like that just summed that up that was like, I don't want Scarlett Johansson to win, I just want the mouse to lose. <laughs> <laughs> what, like pure general hugs. Yeah, it was general hugs, yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't have any thoughts about that other than like that seems messy. <laughs> I feel like unprecedented. Like I yeah, like I when I read it, I was like, Well, you got a lot of money, Scarlett, like what's the point? And then I read into them, I was like that's that's a fair point, and that's, yeah. I know people are going to be like, well, "She will never work with Marvel Studios again." I was like, "Well, it's not between her and Marvel Studios. Like, she's fine with them. It's Disney that is the issue, I guess." Yeah. Here, and it's an, it's an, it's an interesting battle. I'll say that, and I think someone else made a really good point, which is that if this helps other people out and other companies in the future, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, for sure, for sure, yeah, better that like Miss Billionaire <laughs> wastes her money on it. As opposed to yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, I haven't just I haven't read anything up on it, so I don't want to say anything at this point. But oh yeah. no, no, for sure, yeah. It's just one of those things. I was like, people love a good, people love to extrapolate um, drama out of nothing. Like when people are like Kathleen Kennedy hates Jesus. I was like, where did you get that from? Like and it's like, and then you look at the news that the source they have, and it just it's like a they're making a new Star Wars film. Like, how did you extrapolate that from that? What are you talking about? Um, you get that a lot with uh, online people, unfortunately, yeah. because clicks equals money. Um, but that's all we have time for this week. 
We'll be back next time on Pondivision to discuss Black Widow. Finally, it's been a while since yes. we watched it, but we'll we'll go back and watch it again and give that a decent review. Uh, I know that I've got my review out already on Letterboxd. If you want to follow me on there, yeah, you can check out my link tree and it has all that info there. But we'll get into the plugs. Ash, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ash Jeffies. I have a podcast called OS Team, which is about video game music, and I have a Star Wars book club podcast. Uh, called rogue podron you can follow at rogue podron on twitter if you want to listen to that hot mess of a podcast it's a beautiful hot mess but a hot mess nonetheless <laughs> <laughs> and you also have a patron right mm, oh yeah rogue podron does yeah it's patreon.com slash rogue podron perfect you want to support good content um you can find me on twitter at cmwashby and on instagram at charlie mwashby I host the Imperial Senate podcast, a quirky Star Wars show, which you can find on all podcasting platforms, as well as on Twitter at ImpSnitPod. You can support me on Patreon and Ko-fi with links to those and everything else, actually. You can find me everywhere on my link tree, which is found on my Twitter bio. So all you got to do is click on that and you'll find every single thing. You can find the links to Pond Division, Batman Returned, everything is on there. But yeah, we'll be back next week to discuss Black Widow. But until then, let's all make ours marvel. See ya. Pond of